I'm so glad that we can trust Jesus. Amen. I've got this thing on here. Yep. All right. So many times we try to put our trust in other things and they fail us, but you'll never be failed by trusting Jesus Christ. Amen. Take your Bibles and turn with me tonight to Isaiah chapter 40. Isaiah chapter 40, very familiar portion of Scripture I want to look at tonight in Isaiah chapter 40. If you would, please stand for the reading of God's Word if you're able to. Isaiah chapter 40, we'll begin reading verse 28. I love this portion of Scripture. I think it's a good reminder to all of us in, in this day and time which we live and the busyness of life and the strength that we need and the renewing of our strength. Verse 28 says, Hast thou not known, hast thou not heard, that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not? Neither is weary. Boy, I'll tell you what, that'd be just, you could just stay there all night. Yeah. It's good to know that we have a God that doesn't get tired. He doesn't get weary. You know, it, it, sometimes, have you ever got tired of somebody? Yeah. Uh, be honest. Come on. How many of you ever got tired of somebody? <laughs> Some of you aren't being honest. Sometimes you get tired of somebody. It's like, you know, you're not mad at them. You're just kind of, just leave me alone for a while, okay? <clears throat> and, uh, but uh, God could do that to you and I. And he would have good reason to, to get tired <laughs> of us. But he doesn't. He doesn't. He, he loves us and there's such a love there that, that he doesn't get tired of us even though we fail him. And it says, he, neither is he weary, there is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might, he increaseth strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Of course, our verse there that we're using is the last one we read there. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not faint. I'd like to preach a message I've titled, Renewed and Refreshed for the Lord. Let's pray. Father, we come to you this morning or this evening. Lord, I pray that you just help us to be renewed, refreshed. Lord, we have a week ahead of us. Lord, that you're going to place people in our paths, Lord, that we need to be a blessing and encouragement to. Help us to be refreshed, Lord, that we might be able to be that blessing and encouragement to somebody else this week. Lord, help us to be renewed and refreshed, Lord, that our walk with you, Lord, is that which is pleasing unto you and that which will strengthen us. Help us to be renewed and refreshed, Lord, so that we can lift up the hearts of those who are down and discouraged, who, others who may be weary. So, Father, I pray now that you'd strengthen us tonight. Give us just a little bit here, Lord, that reminds us of the importance of that renewing and refreshing in our lives to stay on the top, Lord, for you. And Lord, I pray you should be glorified. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated. You know, Christians become weary in, in the Christian walk and service for the Lord at times. And there's things that maybe get you down or maybe get you discouraged or maybe cause you just to kind of sit down and think, man, I, I just don't know if I feel like going on or not. That's not an uncommon thing. The, the danger is, is, is if you get there and stay there. That's the danger. That's the dangerous part. 
we go through low times in our lives that, uh, and people, and, I, and I'm not, I definitely am not one of those type of people that get down and stay low. You can ask my wife, I don't, I don't get down too often. I may get quiet, but I don't get down and stay, stay there. There's usually, you know, something on my mind that, that's weighing on my mind that gets me quiet at times. And, but the, the low times, I, I, I don't go through that very often. Uh, there's the difficult times, you know, we get weary through uh, difficult times in our lives. Sometimes there's some, some maybe it's health or maybe it's uh, other issues going on in your life or at work and it becomes difficult and it makes you a little bit weary and tired. We sometimes go through those tempting times as Satan begins to attack and, and works at you. And, and if you're not careful, that can cause you to be weary. I'll, I'll just be 100% honest with you. The past two weeks, that's been what's, what's been happening. seems like on every turn, Satan's been throwing something out there in a, in a fight. And, uh, and I've been determined, you know what? I'm going to acknowledge that he's trying to fight me, but I'm going to acknowledge that God is greater than he is and that, hey, listen, I come out on this thing in winter. doesn't matter how it turns out. God's good all the time. Not just during the, hey, not just when you're feeling good, not just when everything's going your way. God's good all the time, isn't he? Oh, man, I'll tell you what. You... God's good all the time, isn't he? Amen. Amen. He's good. And we need to realize how good he is, and that'll help get you, pick you back up out of your weariness. And when the devil attacks, realize that, hey, listen, you're already on the winning side. If you know Jesus Christ is your Savior, it doesn't matter how many attacks he makes in your life, doesn't matter what he brings your way, you're already on the winning side. You know, it's kind of like uh, in some of these baseball games and uh, uh, your your favorite team they get behind and 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 the the other the opposing team is boy they've they, maybe they've run up to score a little bit on them and all of a sudden they your team they load up the bases and then your your guy steps up there and knocks the thing out of the park for you amen and and wins the game and you, and boy I tell you what if you're not careful you got to realize that we're already on the winning, winning side and there's already been a home run that's been knocked. It's a grand slam knocked over the fence at Calvary, amen? And we're already winners through Jesus Christ. There may be some skirmishes here. There may be some difficulties, but we shouldn't let it get us down and keep us down. We ought to trust the Lord in that. There's the tempting times where go through those times that we're very busy and you know honestly when you're really busy it's a it's a opportunity for satan to attack and to get you discouraged and that happens they can bring these things can bring about weariness in our lives as a christian and you know some people think well you know a, a christian should never get weary that is not the case that is not the truth christians do get weary and as i said before it's not so much that you get weary but that you stay there that's where the problem comes in because every person is going to get weary from something or something at some point in their life. But just don't stay there. So we'll all become weary at times. Notice there in verse 30 it says, Even the youths, even the youths shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. Those who seem to have, every, have the world by the tail. Seems like everything goes good for them. They got their age and they got their, their health going for them and everything seems to be going good. Even they become weary. Even they become weary. Over the years, I've seen different ones that, uh, you know, young people that, that they get down and they get discouraged. Boy, they need somebody to come along and pick them up. I'm talking about in the Lord. Picking them up in the Lord and letting them see that, hey, listen, you've got to press on and keep on going for the Lord. We live in a pressurized society and the pressure 
uh, can wear on you and can wear you out if you're not careful. You see, Satan desires to make you weary. Let me say it again. Satan desires to make you weary. And that's what you got to realize when the attacks of Satan come. He's working on you. He's trying to get you weary. He's trying to get you discouraged. He's trying to get you to give up. He's trying to get you to throw in the towel. He's trying to get you to not turn to God. He's trying to, to get you down so that you cannot be used of the Lord. Do you realize that when, when you're down and Satan's got his, his foot on your neck and it seems like that, that everything's going wrong, if you're not careful when you become weary from that, you lack the, 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 uh, the testimony for the Lord that you ought to have. There, even through the difficult times, there should be that testimony of the, for the Lord. There should be that praise God in your heart. There should be. That doesn't mean that everything's going to be exactly right. But my friend, I'll tell you what, there ought to be a fire burning continually in our hearts. So we got to make sure that, realize that when some of those attacks from Satan comes, and it can come in so many different forms and fashions. In fact, in, in Daniel chapter 7 and Verse 25, it says, And he shall, talking about Satan, shall speak great words against the Most High and shall wear out the saints of the Most High. Think about that for a second. It's already, it's already recorded in the Word of God that what Satan's going to try to do. He's going to try to wear you out. He's going to try to work on you. He's going to try to get you discouraged. He's going to try to get you weary. And so we need to renew our strength. There's times that he seems to be, to be that everything turn, uh, you know, uh, turns on you and, and works on you. And he, he's trying to wear you out, trying to get you to become weary. The weariness is a tool that he has used for ages. He really, I, I know of different Christians who have, have, have become weary, got completely out of church. I know of different Christians who have got weary with different things in their life, whether it be, you know, whether it be family or whatever, troubles, problems, whatever it is, I've seen them get weary and quit on God. Satan realizes that. But you've got to realize his tactics. You've got to realize what he's trying to do. And if you realize that Satan will try to get you weary, that helps you to combat it. It helps you to realize, hey, listen, this is an attack by Satan. I'm not going to let him get me down. I'm not going to let him keep me down. I'm not going to let him put his foot on my neck. I'm going to live for the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to lift him up. I'm going to magnify the Lord. Yeah. Satan doesn't like it when you begin to pray. Well, I'll tell you what, the past couple weeks there's been some times and I've got, I said, Lord, I know why this is happening. That old devil's fighting. Lord, you're wanting to do something. You're wanting to do something in my life. You're wanting to do something in other people's life. Lord, I realize that, boy, it's a sign that Satan doesn't like what's going on. You ever realize that when you're trying to do right, that's when Satan's going to attack you. You realize that when things are going well and you're trying to serve the Lord, that Satan doesn't like that, and he's going to try to attack you. Weariness can, uh, can open a person up to temptations also. Satan uses that to open you up to temptations, to try to get you to, uh, to, to become weak in the, uh, to the temptations. Weariness can cause a person to quit on God. As I said, weariness can cause a person to let down their convictions and their stand for the Lord. He works on you, gets you weary, and you just throw up your hands and say, what's the use of taking a stand? Doesn't, and sometimes it's, well, nobody else seems to care, and, and why should I? And you throw up your hands, try to get you to let down on your, your stand for the Lord. 
Weariness can cause idleness and stops the work of the Lord. Hey, listen, if we get tired and weary, we many times we quit standing up for the Lord. We quit serving the Lord like we ought to. We quit telling people about Jesus Christ like we ought to. We quit, we quit reading our Bibles like we ought to. We quit praying like we ought to. Hey, listen, many times Satan, if he can get you weary, he will cause the work of God to stop in your heart and life. Weariness can also be brought on by sin. By sin in our lives. Sometimes when we allow things in our lives, they eat at us and we, be, we instead of getting them right, uh, we become weary of them. We must then receive forgiveness and renew the spirit in the Lord. You know, David, David, when he had sinned and committed adultery with Bathsheba and, and had Uriah the Hittite killed, it weighed heavy on him. But David, instead of quitting on God, he went to the Lord and after, he'd, after the, the prophet had come to him and revealed his sin to him and, and made him confess that he had sinned against the Lord. David, he begins in Psalm 51 and he begins to confess his sin unto the Lord and confess what he had done and ask the Lord to forgive him of his sin. And when he gets down into verse uh, uh, 10, he says, Create in me a clean heart, O God. He says, Clean up my heart. You know what, when we get the things of this world taken over and the temptations of this world and the sin of this world, hey, it causes your heart to become uh, dirty. And when that dirtiness is there, there's an ill feeling within your life and the things are just not right. My brother uh, has a leukemia and, and remembering when you think of it in prayer, he, it's, it's kind of kicked back in a little bit, starting back up. And, but uh, several years ago when he was... Uh, Diagnosed with leukemia and the numbers were up, they began the chemotherapy on him. He took different, different uh, treatments of the chemo and then he, he would take a treatment then he'd be off for so many days and, and they'd put him on steroids and then he'd start feeling good and then they'd go back, they'd do the chemo again and then he'd get down a little bit, pull his system down and go back and they'd put him on the steroids, build his system back up and so on and went through those. But after a while, it got to a place where his numbers went so bad as far as going the other direction that they had to stop the chemo. Well, praise the Lord, it put the, it put the leukemia actually in remission. And, uh, so, and they've been watching the numbers over the years, and they're starting to creep back up a little bit, and, and so he may have to uh, do some of the chemo again. But one day we was talking about that, and he said, you know what? He said, I can't explain it. But he said, there's just something different in my body from taking the chemo. He said, it's done something to my body. He said, I can't put my finger on it. I can't say it's this and this and this. He said, there's just, he said, I can just sense and tell a difference in my body from the chemo. You know what? When, when we get away from the Lord with our heart, when our heart isn't clean, when our heart isn't right with God, when we have unconfessed sin in our heart and life, you can go to church, you can read your Bible, you can even pray. You can tell people about Jesus Christ, but there's something in your heart that's just not right. David said, create in me a clean heart, O Lord. David started with the heart. He said, I need a clean heart. Because really what he's saying is the real me, not the flesh, but the real me needs some cleansing. I need a clean heart, Lord. So create in me a clean heart, O Lord. And he goes on and he says, renew a right spirit within me. 
our spirit is not right if our heart is not right. And he knew that we, he needed to get his heart right with God. That was confessing his sin unto the Lord and making it right and asking the Lord for forgiveness. And then he said, clean up the heart first, but then renew a right spirit within me. You can generally tell when people, when they're discouraged and, we're down, and they're down and everything, they may try to talk a good talk, but their, their spirit's just not the same. There's just something about it that, that there's just not the same. And, and so uh, David said, create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. So sin can cause us to become weary also. You can become weary in, the, in doing that which is right. You know, hey, listen, you can, you can become weary in, in serving the Lord. You can become weary in, in teaching your Sunday school classes. You can become weary in singing the songs. You can become weary in being faithful in church. You can become weary in, in trying to be a witness wherever you're at. You can become weary in taking a stand for the Lord. Satan realizes that and he's going to try to work on you and get that. Sometimes we just become weary when we don't see the results uh, that we think that we ought to see. Sometimes we invite somebody and we invite somebody and we go invite somebody else and we try to talk to somebody about the Lord and nobody seems to be responding and nobody seems to be uh, interested in, in, in the things of God and it seems like everybody's just kind of pushing back. And if you're not careful, you become weary and the next thing you know, you quit inviting and then you quit telling about the Lord and you quit having a concern for lost souls. Hey, listen, we've got to stay on the firing line. We've got to keep out there and keep serving the Lord. In Galatians chapter 6 and verse 9, it says, Let, it, let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. We've got to keep on for the Lord. Hey, listen, uh, we, you may become weary, but turn to the Lord and, 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 and get it taken care of. But don't be weary in serving the Lord. So each of us need to be renewed. We need to be refreshed. In order to keep on going for the Lord at the, uh, with our best. You know the Lord deserves your best. He deserves your best. You know sometimes we're guilty of giving our second best or, or the leftovers. But God deserves the best of your life. He deserves the best. It's not wrong to become weary as I said. It's just wrong to stay there. It's wrong to stay there. And So we need to do what we can to be effective for the Lord. So how, do, how are we going to do that? First of all, renew your mind. Renew your mind. When you become weary, you need to renew your mind. In Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 23, it says, And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. It's how you think that greatly affects you. It's, it's what we think that greatly affects us. And so we must continually readjust and recalculate, you might say, our thinking about things. You know what? Here's what happens a lot of times. When we begin to get weary, we begin to get negative in our thinking. When we begin to get weary, we begin to get critical. When we begin to get weary, we begin to find fault. When we begin to get weary, we begin to think that we're the only ones that's trying to live for God. And so we, we got to renew that mind so that we can keep the right spirit in our mind. Keep the right spirit of, of that that Jesus Christ said. Jesus said, let this, or, or, he said, let this mind be in you, which Jesus said, uh, Paul said, they said, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. We need to have the mind of Christ. His mind was for the things of God, to, to please the Heavenly Father, to serve Him. Our minds need to be focused on living for the Lord Jesus Christ. That doesn't mean that we don't think on other things, but we need to be thinking, keep our mind focused on, on the Lord Jesus Christ, that everything within our lives 
really revolves around us living for the Lord Jesus Christ. Doesn't matter whether you're whether you're working in a in, in the field and and planting crops. Uh, uh, hey, listen, or whether you're working at a factory and 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 doing something in the factory, or whether you're flipping hamburgers at McDonald's, or whether you're digging a ditch, or whether you're painting a house, or whether you're working on an automobile, or whether you're working behind a cash register, everything that we do should be centered in our lives that, hey, listen, this is an opportunity for me to live for the Lord Jesus Christ and to serve Him and keep that thinking within our minds. We need to think on the right things, put the right things in our minds so that we do think on the right things. Putting Scripture in our minds, putting the the Word of God in our minds, good godly songs, keeping that thinking right, keeping a song in our heart. Renewing that mind, we need to reaffirm our thinking by the Word of God. In Romans chapter 12, verse 1-2, it says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. One of the things that will transform our lives is that renewing of our mind, keeping it fresh, keeping serving the Lord, thinking on good things. You know what? Um, and I was talking to, I, I think it was... Uh, uh, to Sister Rosie, you know, this morning, part of that message that I preached this morning uh, was about all the, the, the struggles and the difficulties and all the things that's going on. And if we're not careful, we let that bother us instead of looking at it from the right perspective. And that is the perspective, hey, my Savior's getting ready to come back. Things are beginning to, to point to the return of Christ. And it ought to lift up our hearts and ought to stir our hearts as a Christian to live for the Lord Jesus Christ. Hey, listen, it, it's like... Uh, uh, you know, uh, and, and, and probably Dale's like this and other farmers, uh, they're out planting. There's a forecast for rain and all the men, they're, they're trying to get it done. And, and they see the, on the radar, they see the clouds coming and they, it's time that they would normally maybe quit. It's getting dark. But no, they, they realize time's getting short. They flip the lights on. They keep a plow in the field. They keep putting down the corn or, or the weed or the, or, the, or the soybeans or whatever it is because they know that time's short. And boy, when they get done and, and they get got it planted and all of a sudden they step out of the tractor and it starts to sprinkle. They say, praise the God. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. You got to keep pressing on. The clouds may be rolling up, but it ought to encourage us to press a little bit harder, to let the lights burn a little bit brighter, to stay in the field for the Lord Jesus Christ, to keep on pushing forward for him. It ought to encourage us instead of getting us discouraged. You see, Satan wants to take, he knows his time short, so he wants to take that and the difficulties that come with that and discourage you and me. It ought to be the opposite in our lives. That Hey, listen, instead of living in such terrible times, we're living in some exciting times. Uh, we're living in, hey, I get to think about it. We may be living in this very short period of time here to be the ones that get to be involved in the rapture of the church. I like that. They say, well, preacher, you never get to experience death. Amen. <laughs> I'm looking for the upward taker. Amen. And so we're living in some exciting times, some times when we'll see the hand of God move in a tremendous way, seeing the fulfilling of that. It ought to stir our hearts to be excited about the things of God. We need to continually realize that our, uh, uh, our, or realign our thinking. You know, when you're, if you've ever 
been uh, uh, maybe uh, uh, out on a lake or something like that and you've got a boat and you're, and you're headed to maybe a cove way over on the other side of the lake and, and you're going across there and you're, you're steering that boat, every so often because of the waves and stuff, you've got you to gotta realign that boat because things will knock you off, off, off track. It's the same way with uh, your life. You've got to stay on track. Things will knock you off track. So realign that thinking. Look at, looking at life and the things from the Lord's perspective will, will help renew our minds. Instead of looking at it from your perspective, instead of looking at it from the world's perspective, get your mind renewed by thinking upon things from the, the, the perspective of God. You see, life is a perspective. We just got to choose which one we're going to think on. It's a choice. Renewing your mind. We need to get a fresh drink from the fountain of God's Word. One of the things that's going to help your mind right there is to get a good fresh drink. If you'll do a little bit of study, one of the things that's so needed in, in our lives that will help our brain stay functional and, and not deteriorate uh, as it, uh, with age as it many times does is they, they tell you drink lots of water. Just lots of water. It helps. It helps your brain. You know what? Our thinking needs the water of God's Word. It needs, to, it needs to be put in to renew our thinking. When you begin to see the world say it's this way and that way, go to the Word of God and see what God's Word says because that will renew your thinking and cause you to look at it from the perspective of God instead of the perspective of this world. I, I, I believe that one of the things that's needed is for, for people in their thinking to, to get down where the, where the glory spout is once in a while. You ever get down where the glory spout is? You say, what are you talking about, preacher? I'm talking about just having a good old time with God, amen? I'm talking about getting down maybe at an altar or, or you may be driving down the road and boy, just have a shouting hissy once in a while. It'd be good for you. You say, preacher, I'm a Baptist. That's your problem. You're a Baptist. Well, it'd be, well, it'd be Christians, Amen. You say, a shouting hissy. I never heard of a hissy. Oh, yes, you've thrown plenty of them, amen, in your lifetime. But we ought to have a shouting time for the Lord. Get under the glory spout. Have you ever, do you ever get to a place where you just get so happy that, at the things of God that you just begin to bubble over a little bit? Man, you ought to. If not, you're not getting under that spout. Hey, too many of you are like this. You got your bucket out there and you get your hand over under the spout and you throw it over here on Sunday. You wait till next Sunday, get your hand full and throw it in the bucket. Hey, listen, get your bucket full once in a while. Stick it under the spout and let God do a work in your heart and life and in your thinking because it'll help you throughout the week when you begin to think about the Lord. Amen. You begin to think about, boy, church was good. Did you hear those songs today? Hey, man, I tell you what, did you just see, even though we had to shut some things down and didn't run the buses and, and several people came home or didn't come because of the lack of, of restrooms and stuff, we still had a good crowd. We still had a good service. It's good to see God's people. Man, I tell you, well, it's just good to be saved. Amen. Get under the glory spout once in a while. Begin to enjoy the things of God. Begin to enjoy. Our problem today is, is that we're so selfish with our glorifying God. Why? Because you're not thinking on Him. You're not thinking about His goodness. You're not thinking about His mercy. You're not thinking about His, His great salvation that He's blessed you with. You're thinking about your little old self. That's one of the reasons that we get weary is because our thinking is about us instead of about Him. Get your thinking on Him. Begin to think on Him and, and get under that glory spout once in a while. Then renew your walk with the Lord. Not just your thinking, but renew your walk. That fellowship with Him. It says in, in verse 31, it says, But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. 
They shall mount up with wings as eagles, and they shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. We need to be sensitive to the fact that when our walk with the Lord is not close, we're going to become weary. When you're not walking with the Lord, you're going to get weary. You're going to get tired. You know why? It's like this. You three guys come up here. All right. Let's just lay him across here. Sideways. Well, these feet. Get in the middle. Come on, lift your weight. Good night. Well, I got to do everything. <clears throat> it's not too bad carrying him like this. Let's go this way, Phyllis. Not too bad. Except the guys can't walk. <laughs> but what if? You got a good hold on him? <laughs> okay, you step out. It got a little bit heavier. I'm going to turn loose. You got him? <laughs> Put him down. When we had all three of us carrying the load, it's not bad. You take one out, it gets heavier. You take another one out, it gets so much heavier. When you're carrying the load by yourself. We could carry him, all three of us could carry him a lot farther than just two of us. Two of us could carry him a lot farther than just one of us. Thank you, fellas. I think you know where I'm headed with this. When you don't walk with the Lord, you're going to carry all your problems. You're going to carry all your struggles. You're going to carry all your difficulties when you don't walk with the Lord. But when you walk with the Lord on a daily basis, He picks up the load. And we can go so much farther in our lives. And we don't become tired. And we don't become weary. You know why? To be honest with you, because He's actually carrying the whole load. So many times we, it's because we're not having that daily walk with the Lord in prayer and in the Word of God, and just fellowship with Him. You know, you can read. Let me say this, because you hear me speak about reading your Bible and praying and having, you know, walk in a relationship with the Lord. You can read your Bible and you can pray every day and still not have a relationship with the Lord. I'm talking about a true relationship walking with Him, wanting to fellowship with Him, wanting to talk with Him. You see, many times what happens is that it's, it, it, we don't have that close relationship with him or that close walk with him because, uh, because of we're just not willing to pay the price. We don't have maybe a sweet walk with him, the Lord. There may be some friction there. There may be that uh, we're not having an exciting walk with the Lord. And you become weary. Can I tell you that there ought to be a, an excitement in our hearts and lives about that fellowship with the Lord? that walk with the Lord. There ought to be a sweetness about that relationship. There ought to be a closeness about it. We need to get back to the Lord and renew our walk with Him. It starts on our knees and seeking the Lord. 
Preacher, how can I get that, 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 that new walk with him? How can I get that refreshing walk? How can I have, re, refresh my fellowship with him? How can I refresh it? The best place to do it is just like anybody else. Get on your knees and say, Lord, I, I, I need to refresh my walk with you. I need a closer relationship with you. I, I want it to be renewed. Hey, it starts on our knees and we acknowledge to him that need in our lives, uh, reaffirming our desire to serve him, to live for him, and just wait on the Lord. Spend some time with him. Spend some time with the Lord. Not just going through the motions of, of all the reading, just reading your Bible and just doing this and that, but spend some time with the Lord. You'll find that that weariness begins to lift. You got a new perspective. We need that, that fresh anointing also of the Lord in our lives. When He pours out on us that new freshness, that new anointing, it's got to be desired. You've got to desire, Lord, I need a freshness in my life. As a Christian, your life should be fresh. Should be fresh. You know, over the years, being out, and I was raised down in southeast Missouri, and, and we'd go fishing, and, and we, the water that we had down there, and it, it's probably changed some, quite, quite some uh, since I lived down there, but a lot of the water that we had down there that was running through the creeks and running through the, the rivers and, and, and so forth was spring-fed. There's a lot of springs down there, and the water was clear. You could see the gravel, you know, the sand and everything. You could, in a lot of those places, you can stand there and look and see the bottom at 10 foot deep. Good and clear fresh water. And uh, you could always tell when there's a spring because you dive, we'd, we'd go swimming, we'd dive in there and the water on top would be warm. Boy, your feet went down that deep there. You could feel, and there's a spring water rolling in down there. But you know what? You get thirsty, you could drink the water. You could drink the water. I'm going to be honest with you. I wouldn't drink any of the water out of the creeks or rivers around here. <laughs> Unless I just had to. But you know what? We need a fresh anointing from the Lord. A fresh drink. Your Christian life becomes weary when you're not growing, when it's not fresh. People need to not only do you need to get a fresh drink and a fresh anointing from the Lord. And when I talk about a fresh anointing, I'm talking about that refreshingness in your life, that renewing of your walk with God, that renewing of that, that love for Him, that renewing of that Spirit of God in your life that you just kind of stirs your heart. If we were to be honest, a lot of times our heart gets cold. Our heart doesn't seem to be moved by the preaching of God's Word like it did before. It doesn't seem like we're as excited a baby about the things of God. Maybe not as excited about the church services. Maybe not as excited about the songs that are being sung. Maybe not as excited about the preaching of God's Word. What's needed is a freshness to come into your heart and life. A lot of people think that, well, the freshness will come if I'll just go someplace else. No, because the same thing will happen there. The freshness comes with your walk with God. The freshness comes with the Word of God, with the things of God that it renews in your heart and life. Not only should we get a freshness, but people ought to get a refreshing drink from your life and from mine. When you're around people, there ought to be something about you. And I know our personalities are different. That doesn't mean that everybody's got to be bubbly and just, oh, everything's great. But what I'm saying is this. When they're around you, it ought to be refreshing to them. Their hearts ought to be refreshed in the Lord. 
our lives ought to refresh other people and ought to be an encouragement to others. And that is one of the last, and that's the last point that I want to deal with here is the fact that we need to help renew one another. Renew one another. You don't want you guys on, on the front row, you need to renew one another. You need to encourage one another. You need to build one another up. The psalmist said in Psalms 103, verse 5, says, Who sanctifieth thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed in the, uh, is renewed like the eagles. Otherwise, our lives should renew the one another. There should be a renewing in somebody else's life because of the renewing in our life. There ought to be a stirring in somebody else's heart and life because of the stirring in our heart and life. You know, one of the things that is needed in church service today is for Christians to be involved and, and, and enjoy the services and, and a good hearty amen once in a while. And, and when we have the handshakes, uh, uh, look at one another in the eye and say, man, how you doing? Boy, it's been good to see you. And been praying for you. Everything going okay? And just the good fellowship with one another. And I'm not just saying say the words. I'm talking about with your heart that you really care. That you really want to know, that you really want to encourage them, that you really want. We ought to encourage one another and refresh one another. I learned a long time ago, on some people you don't ask them how they're doing. <laughs> there's some people, yeah, you're fine to ask them how they're doing, but, the, but there's some, I'd be standing at the back door, well, how you doing? Well, let me tell you. And you got about 20 people standing behind them waiting to shake your hand. <laughs> and it's that Sunday morning, and you're still standing there Sunday night. <clears throat> you know what? We need to refresh one another. We need to encourage one another in the Lord. When's the last time you told somebody, hey, I appreciate you? When's the last time you told somebody, hey, I love you? When's the last time you told somebody, I'm praying for you and really pray for them? When's the last time that you just went out of your way to try to encourage somebody? When's the last time that you maybe sent a note or, or maybe a text or a phone call encouraging them in the Lord, trying to build them up? But even in our services, you know one of the things that I've noticed that when we sing out and it causes somebody else to sing out, also notice when we say amen, it causes somebody else to say amen. But you know what? One of the things that helps is put a good old smile on your face once in a while. I look out here across here sometimes and people are like. <laughs> and what I want to do is just say, who run over your cat? You know what? We need to encourage one another. Renew one another. Can I give you a scary thought? You're going to be with one another throughout eternity. But things will be different. We ought to enjoy one another now. We ought to encourage one another now. The world is not going to encourage you. A man the other day asked me, he said, well, how's the world treating us? I said, not very good, but the Lord sure is good. The Lord sure is good to me. You know what? That's what? We ought to be able to say, and my church family is good to me. And my brothers and sisters in Christ are good to me. And I hope that they can say the same about me. That's the way it ought to be. We ought to encourage, refresh, and renew.
It's not that you'll never become weary. But just don't stay there. Don't stay there. Renew. Renew. Refresh. Renew that strength in the Lord. Refresh that heart in the things of God. Look at things the way that God looks at things and be encouraged. Build up one another. Pray with one another. Pray for one another. Boy, I'll tell you what, we'll see the testimony of Christ go out. This world's looking for those who's got something that they ain't got. The world is weary and stays weary. The Christian should never stay weary. Amen. Let's bow. Father, we thank you for loving us. Or maybe there's some here tonight and just need to find a place and say, Lord, I want to renew. I want to refresh. I want to, that fresh anointing, Lord. I want that fresh walk with you. I want that freshness in my heart and life. Lord, pour out your water upon the dry grounds, Lord, and, and restore and refresh your people. Lord, may we not allow this world to cause us to be weary beyond comparison. But, Lord, help us to have a fresh anointing from you, Lord, each day. And, Lord, to walk with you in that fellowship, Lord, where there's a sweetness, Lord, in our fellowship with you. And where the, there's a, a closeness, Lord, in that fellowship, Lord. And I just pray, Lord, that you just do a work in our hearts and lives, Lord. Even as Satan attacks, Lord, help us to realize that it's an attack. And help us to be encouraged by the fact that he's attacking. We must be doing something right. So, Lord, I pray now that you would strengthen us, refresh us, and renew us. Lord, increase, Lord, our strength to live for you in these days, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you stand with me tonight?